0: Welcome, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So today I'd like to share with you a story that really touches on the concept of impermanence. It's an underlying truth, I guess you can say, in the stuck method, which is to say that nothing ever lasts forever, right? Like whatever emotion you may be feeling really, really, really strongly at any moment, It won't last forever. And the thoughts that are creating that feeling also won't last forever. You can't hold on to any one thought forever, right? New thoughts are always arising in your mind. And because of that, it's really a reminder of why there is no need even to hold on or grasp or get stuck on any one thing because whatever that thing is, doesn't last, it won't last. Yet of course we do, right? We hold on to our thoughts and our beliefs and our emotions because they make us feel better and they make us feel right until they don't. Anyway, I don't wanna get too philosophical here. I just wanna say that things are changing all the time. And sometimes we get stuck on wanting things to stay the same. And when they don't, we suffer. We want things to go back to the way they were. But most of the time, that will never happen. And so we can always choose either to be with what is, or we can choose to suffer, right? because suffering is ultimately a choice. Okay, so before I share my story about that, it's totally connected to this concept of change and acceptance of it. I'd like to share an iTunes review with you because I haven't done that in a few episodes. So this one comes from Jakova, and she wrote, I read the book, Getting Unstuck, when it came out last year, and it has been very helpful except when I'm too stuck and set in my ways to put the tool into practice. That's where Shira's stories have been a great reminder and reinforcement that the method really works. It's not just anecdotes and advice that help me stay present. I find her voice very soothing. Listening to her reminds me that even someone who is a professional mindfulness coach still gets blocked up and has to do the work to find her release. I also like picturing her life on the kibbutz in Israel. <laughs> Keep it up, Shira. Jacoba, thank you so much for that kind review, and I'm so glad that the content I am putting out there to the world is doing what it is meant to do, which is to inspire people to put the stuck method to practice in their own lives. It is so helpful to me to hear from you, my dear listeners, and I I know you're probably very busy and can't be bothered with writing a review on iTunes. You may be listening to this podcast while driving a car or commuting to work or even maybe on a walk or doing the dishes. I know because I listen to podcasts too. And I know it takes effort to go to iTunes and find the podcast and leave a review, but The reason that I leave reviews on the podcasts that I listen to is because I want to support the hosts. And I know the time and energy it takes to produce just one episode. And if I'm receiving valuable content or inspiration from them, I want to acknowledge them. So if you have the capability of going to iTunes and leaving a review for me, I would be really grateful. And if you're not sure how to do that, there's a link in the show notes and also on my website that offers you instructions on just how to do that. So I won't waste any more time about that. I just want to say if you do that, then thank you so much. Okay, so my story for this week has to do with a good friend of mine who lived across the street from me for the past seven years, and then this summer moved away. She not only moved out of my community, she actually moved out of the country. Now, this friend is someone I've known not only for the past seven years, but is someone I also knew from middle school and high school. We spent a lot of time together as teenagers. And as adults, our relationship grew and really deepened. And Well, she was like my closest friend here in my community. Like I said, she lived across the street from me, and she worked from home just like I do. So anytime I wanted to just go for a walk or just felt like talking to someone, I would just walk over to her house and see if she was available, and if she was great, and if she wasn't, no big deal. But nine times out of 10, she'd say, sure, I just need five minutes. And I would just walk up and down the street until she came out of our house. To me, it's always more fun to walk with a friend and a friend who really gets you and is someone that is not going to allow you to wallow in self-pity, but someone who will really challenge you to help you get unstuck. In fact, I'm going to dedicate episode number 28 on the power of talking through a stuck situation with someone skilled in holding that space for you. I've spoken about the power of writing in episode 21, but in number 28, it's going to focus more on speaking with another person. Anyway, this friend of mine is quite familiar with the Getting Unstuck world because in fact, she was a big part of helping me get my book out there to the world. So anyway, she left. And when I came back from my trip this summer to the States, I have to tell you, it was kind of like a shock to me. I mean, I knew she was leaving. So I knew this was coming. But like, I guess I just wasn't prepared for it. And I have found myself a few times unconsciously walking over to her house and knocking on her door, only to find the new neighbor's answer. And I still, to this day, sit on my back porch, where I have a direct view of her house. And sometimes I just forget that she's not there. It's very weird. And that's what happens when you are friends with someone for a long time. And I guess in a way, you even can take it for granted, just believing like they're always going to be there, you know, and then one day they're not. Anyway, I got really sad about this. And I mean, who was I going to walk with? I mean, sure, there's lots of other people in my community, but there's no one like this friend. And it just really stinks. Like, I was just left here. I mean, obviously, her leaving had nothing to do with me. But, you know, it kind of feels like that. And I miss her. I really do. I really, really, really miss her. And I wish she didn't leave. Even though I know I can call or we can use Skype, it's just not the same. Losing a friend really hurts. So... I was like stuck on that for a while until I realized that I was stuck. And I told myself, Shira, get yourself unstuck because staying stuck on sadness isn't helping you at all. So I, yes, I took a stop and the stop I decided to do was actually leave the house and go for a walk a really slow kind of meditative walk, not the fast-paced walk that my friend and I used to do together. And while I was walking around slowly, I tea. I told myself I was stuck on sadness. And I let myself feel that emotion. No need to push it away or disguise it or pretend that it didn't exist. I felt like a heaviness in my face until... I actually felt tears starting to fall out of my eyes. And then I moved on to the next step. You, uncover. What was I thinking? What was creating my sadness? Let's see. I believed I lost my best friend. Wait a minute. Shira, did you? Of course you didn't. She just moved. You didn't lose her. I thought to myself that I believed I would never find a friend to replace her. Was that 100% accurate? No. First of all, I have plenty of friends here. But secondly, I can still maintain a relationship with her virtually, even though, okay, fine, it's not the same. Then I thought to myself, I believed I would be sad forever. Really, I think I had a belief like that. But of course, that's not true, right? None of our emotions last forever. And so seeing the inaccuracy of that last belief, I was able to look at some new considerations. I considered I didn't lose my friend. She moved, but I didn't lose her. We can still communicate via the phone and Skype and WhatsApp. And we are to this day. And those modes of communication have been wonderful, actually. I considered on the same line that things change, and change is normal, and it's a natural process of life, and I'm happy for my friend. She wanted to move, and it wasn't an easy decision, and she was brave, and she did what her heart told her, and I considered that when I get sad, I can just remember to be happy for her. I considered I could miss my friend without being sad about her not being here all the time. And finally, I considered walking alone. Now, it's not like I've never walked alone before. Of course, I have. I do often, actually, at least once a day, because I love walking. But what I meant by that was that if I felt like I wanted to walk with my friend, and I remembered, you know, she's not here, I can still walk alone, and that's okay. And I can think of her when I walk, or I can think of what she would say to me if I were to ask her a question. And, you know, using technology, I could talk into my phone and record a message to her via WhatsApp. That was actually her idea. And I started doing that. And even though we're seven hours apart, she hears my messages and she returns them via her recorded messages when she can. So I even get to hear her voice, which is quite amazing. And it almost feels as if she's right by me, which is awesome. In fact, just the other night, I planned this very spontaneous birthday party for myself. I invited about 15 friends from my community and it really was like to share with my friends a project that I'm working on, which I will share with you soon, but not yet, so hold on about that. Anyway, what happened was only seven friends showed up, even though most of them said that they were coming, or if they didn't respond to my text, I assumed that they were coming. Anyway, I was a little disappointed. I mean, it was fine, It was beautiful. We were outside under the stars. We were singing. It was great. But you know, at the same time, I was a little sad because my friend who isn't here anymore, she would have loved this evening. She would have loved it. So when everyone left, I left a message for her on WhatsApp. And I told her I was stuck on disappointment. And she responded immediately. It was as if she was right there beside me. And she offered me her perspective, which really helped me get unstuck. She basically told me what I needed to hear, what I know I needed to do, but I wasn't doing in the moment. Let me read to you what she wrote in that WhatsApp message. She said, you should acknowledge your sadness and disappointment, I think. I think sometimes you can have your emotion for a day or two before you work through the stuck method seven people came. That's a blessing. And you can still take some time to feel sad. (sighs) See what I mean? What an amazing friend I have, right? And then she wrote, this message made me feel loved. Thank you, Shira. Happy birthday. And for me, that really just sealed the deal Like, I don't have to be sad. In fact, I can be happy. I can be grateful that I have this person in my life. And so I told myself, okay, it was okay that I got stuck on sadness and then disappointment. It happens to the best of us. This episode reminds me a little bit about episode number 17, in which a Getting Unstuck podcast listener named John shared his story about grieving over the loss of his wife. In both of our stories, there was a hole left in our hearts. And just like John was really courageous in going through this process and taking on new perspectives, I did the same thing in my situation, though, of course, you can't compare them. It doesn't matter. We are both, we are all learning how to live our lives without being hijacked by our emotions, and also take care of ourselves the best way we can. So where in your life can you consider walking alone? And I ask that not necessarily physically, but also metaphorically. Where in your life have you been used to doing something with another person, or maybe You're dependent on someone else for something. It could also be something that you're just used to having in your life and all of a sudden it disappeared, whether it's a job or it's money or it's a relationship. And where can you consider walking alone? And not with a sense of sadness, but with a sense of courage and bravery and confidence, These are some practices that we do in the Getting Unstuck retreats, where we go through our personal stories in order to be able to really learn how to move from those sticky places to move on to other places. And I just want to let you know, there are five spots left for the October retreat that is happening here in Israel. And I'm really looking forward to working with those people who have signed up. And I can't wait to tell you about it. And that is it for this week's episode. I thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com.